and welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can listen to all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Monday, October 9th, and joining me as always, Dr. Orfei Devangi, PhD economist. Dr. O, I've got a straightforward question to ask you. The Federal Reserve has held the line on the rate. We've talked about this ongoing. Um some people are, you know, not seeing, you know, movement inside of this economy that's beneficial to them. One of the big numbers that I think that looms over all of us is this 30-year mortgage rate, which continues to rise despite the fact that the Fed has not increased its number. Look, the mortgage rates are, are, are not influenced by the Fed. <laughs> and so that's, I think that's the first thing that we need debunked out there. Uh, the Fed tends to influence short-term interest rates. It just turns out that longer-term interest rates are riskier, and so the yield on longer-term interest rates is usually higher than that of short-term interest rates. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even know if I should say unfortunately at this point, but anyway, uh, you know, the yield on the 10-year treasury, which the mortgage rates tend to follow, has actually been lower than that of short-term interest rates. And that's what we call an inverted yield curve, right? And you see, we've heard about this and seen it in all over the news. And now that long-term interest rate, the 10-year, is now rising. Long, longer-term interest rates are now rising faster than short-term interest rates, which is kind of like reverting back to that normal relationship where short-term interest rates, which are less risky, should be uh, lower than longer-term interest rates. And so now that that re- that, that reversion is happening, that the it and the, the yield curve is uninverting. And so in longer term, interest rates are higher again. Why are they going up? They're going up because the 10-year U- U.S. Treasury, uh, uh, which mortgage rates tend to follow, depends on expected economic growth. Economic growth has been revised up. Uh, if you look at the summary of economic projections by the Fed, you look at this activity in the labor market, 336,000 jobs created last month, Right. Uh, that's going to push uh, things up uh, in terms of the economy. And if investors also, investors' future inflation expectations also matter for this. Inflation expectations have actually remained pretty stable at around 22 2.3%. And so it's still a little bit above the Fed's target, but stable. So what must be happening? It's people believe economic growth is going to be pretty strong going forward. Right. And that stronger than anticipated economic activity is likely going to push real interest rates, real yields and nominal yields higher. That's exactly what we're seeing. Now, the last point I want to make on this is that, look, it they all depend. Yields depend on supply and demand. And ultimately, the U.S. government is borrowing like gangbusters. Right. Fiscal deficits are expected to continue to increase well into next year and the year in the year after, while at the same time. The Fed, the biggest buyer of those treasuries, is not buying them anymore. And so if you don't have that buyer and you still have the supply of these bonds coming on the market, the price is going to have to go up. And that's what's exact. That's exactly what's happening with yields right now. Uh, so anyway, uh, that I think that summarizes 
summarizes this conversation. Uh, we we have stronger yields now. Of course, you know what can we say about these stronger yields going forward? Strong higher yields going forward will have the impact of cooling down the U.S. economy, right? There's fewer businesses able to borrow, and right, and so that's going to squeeze the, their bottom line. They're going to have to stop hiring new workers. They stop expansion plans. Uh, there's consumers not able to spend as much, right? Uh, taking credit card debt because the interest rates are so high. Mortgages are, are I've soared above eight percent to reflect the increase in, in yields in in the ten year yield, and so of course that's also slowing down the housing market somewhat. And so all of that uh, slowdown is expected to continue to cool the U.S. economy, right? Uh, and, and of course inflation is expected to continue to tick down lower as people spend less. As supply catches up with demand, uh, people will spend less, and that will cool the U.S. economy. And, and of course, uh, one thing I tell a lot of people is, why should the Fed stop now? The Fed should probably stop now because of that, because uh, uh, higher interest rates are similar to basically, are, are akin to rate hikes, essentially. They cool down the U.S. economy. And with inflation already running at just slightly above the 2% target, uh, the core inflation, three-month annualized core inflation is slightly above the 2% target. Uh, the risk of going below is much higher now. Uh, and, so, and so I would end there by saying, yeah, the Fed should probably not tighten more in an environment where the market's doing its job for it. Well, yeah, I think welcome to the new normal. Uh, that this is the way that it's going to be and, and it's going to be this way for probably a while. Unless there's a big shock and we go into a recession at a time where the consumer is being squeezed and slowing down already. For Orfe Devongi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. America's Talking.